right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We are live at OU Volleyball Open Practice. It's been a fun show today, Josh, thanks to Megan Wilson, Savannah Davison, Callie Kimaha, Peyton Dunn, uh, Adrian Oliver, and Kelsey Carrington are going to come up here in about five minutes from now. But are, are we missing any breaking news? It looks as if things have been pretty quiet so far, Josh, as far as any you know, typical Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day here, Newcastle Casino, real, where real gamers come to play. But anything that I, I see that Derwin James signed a major contract extension with the Los Angeles Chargers, 76.4 mil, becomes the NFL's highest paid safety ever, ever, Josh. And you know what? He probably deserves every last penny for the Chargers. So good for him. Highest paid safety. Wow. He's got to stay healthy. Got to stay healthy. That's been the biggest problem with him is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Meanwhile, I did want to share a little bit of what Brent Venables had to say yesterday. I've kind of been fighting here with my audio cord, but let's see if we can't get some uh, Coach Venables from the presser that he held at the uh, rugby field yesterday about how he feels about where this team is. You know, you got to have big, big, big picture in mind in everything that you do, but uh, you got to get your work in, and and then you got to stay committed to that. What that schedule looks like. So, um, having played, uh, coached in uh, national championships, and you know, half of the last twenty years, um, there's a, there's a blueprint, a formula um, uh, that we try to to stick by, and we know what works. And again, you have a veteran team coming back. Um, maybe that's your you're putting more of your younger guys in. They're getting more reps and. You know, older guys, once they get enough, uh, then you're, you're focused on developing the team, you know. Or, again, we've got a bunch of guys that haven't played a whole lot, and we need to continue to develop cohesion, chemistry, understanding. Um, you got to strain them. That's how you, you improve and get better. So um, there's that delicate balance, and we'll be very um, aware uh, and uh, you know, really mindful of making sure that we get to UTEP and, then Kent State, and then Nebraska, and so forth and so on, uh, with a fast, healthy, fresh football team. And I think, for the most part, the good news is, Josh, that outside of TD Roof, it's been a squad that has maintained its health, right? You, you, you knock on wood when you say this, right? Because you never want to risk saying anything, and then later this afternoon you hear about an injury. These practices have been pretty open, so or at least I shouldn't say pretty open, but there hasn't been the need or the want to, to hide anything. Uh, you feel like you have a pretty good handle about who's available and who isn't. But, you know, outside of the TD roof injury, it looks as if things are things are going okay for them on a health-wise, and that's, a, that's an important thing. That's a big deal. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Right. Just get through these next couple of weeks healthy and proceed right. from there. And – it just sounds like a bunch of guys have uh, really impressed this coaching staff. And, look, we can sit there and dissect from all angles that quote that Brent Venables had about the offensive line that we shared with uh, that, that Lee Benson kind of put out there. I, yeah. I, for one, would be surprised if both Savion Bird and Anton Harrison are not heavily in the mix. At least one of those two at the tackle positions, I think that was just kind of a slip of the tongue. But, hey, I love hearing that Jake Taylor and Jacob Sexton are involved sure. in the offensive line and have been impressive straight away. And that jives with what Teddy Lehman on the rush has been saying in the afternoon, that, look, uh, 
Now, whether or not those guys are going to be players that legitimately earn reps right here and now, unless things in the injury department go that opposite direction, Plank, from kind of how we've trended positively so far outside of TD Roof, probably they're not going to necessarily get snaps or be starters or this or that, but if they were forced into action, according to what Teddy's saying and really what Coach Venable said right there, I mean, there's some young guys that, man, they're ready to roll, and that's great to hear. All right, we roll on. It's the Plank Show live from McCaslin Fieldhouse today, and we're pumped to be joined by a new Sooner. Yes. Welcome to Norman. Adria Hi. Oliver, how are you? I'm saying that right, Adria? Yeah, you're saying it right. Nice, nice. Uh, and I guess now a vet in uh, Kelsey Carrington. Welcome yes. back, Kelsey. How are Thank you? you. Here, morning. grab that little. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, she, She's a pro. She's yeah. got it figured out. How's Norman been it's, for you so It's far? great. You know, I've been here since June, and I've thoroughly enjoyed the team, the area, the people—it's just been everything I could wish for and more. Kelsey, um, like a vet now coming back, right? How's uh, how's this off season been for you? Good. Yeah, we got a lot of work in and changing a lot of stuff around to hopefully have a really great season. So, uh, Adriel, start with you. What 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 kind of turned you drove you to Norman from Cincinnati? What um, what brought you here? Yeah. So you know, I've I've played. A lot of volleyball. I'm a six-year student. Uh, you know, I've transferred three times. Went to Clemson my freshman year. I'm really big on winning. I've been to the NCAA tournament, got in a ring, and you know, I I got recruited here for a lot of reasons. I wanted to go to grad school. I'm the first in my family to get a master's degree, and. Uh, one of the main things that I really enjoyed about Oklahoma is the coaching staff. Me and Sierra go way back. She was a GA when I was a freshman at Clemson, and she's like my older sister. And wow. Lindsay and Kyle made me feel really at home. You know, they, they planned my visit thoroughly. I got to meet the girls. They were fantastic. It just, you know, you know when you have that feeling of, like, this – I could see myself being here for a long time. Like, I could really see myself being here even after my master's, like moving to Oklahoma City and just finding a really nice job. So I was thinking more of winning games, of course, but also my future, like what's next for me. That's very broad thinking. But like you said, you know, you've been at this for a minute, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. old lady, man. I'm no. grandma. They call me grandma around here. They call here. you grandma around yeah. here. Well, man, you come from an incredibly athletic family. Oh, Your yeah. mom had been a, and, and will continue to be a great basketball coach. Yeah. Um, so what what is that was that like for you growing up whenever you know <laughs> everything is centered around sports that that's a great question i've heard that a lot uh one of the main things i learned was resiliency my mom had always told me ever since i was a kid like you're gonna play a college sport and you're gonna get a scholarship so we we started working out young me and my brother, I remember we were like six and seven years old. We'd be doing box jumps in the garage, sprints <laughs> on the hill outside. Like they wanted us outside for at least two hours a day after school. And they they trained us hard, but they were still loving parents. And them being college athletes, I think they just molded us into, you know, what to expect. Like you go from school straight into practice and then you right. got a meal and then you got to do something else. And, you know, it gave us the opportunity to see, like, you know, we have to balance school and sports. And then if we want to see friends, we have to find a time in between and studying. Like they were big on it ever since we were born. So I think, you know, having collegiate athletic parents, you know, they – they teach you a lot. They're they're hard on you, but they do what they got to do. And for you, Kelsey, it wasn't much different because your mom was a hooper at mm -hmm. Nebraska. Ooh, but yes. your grandpa played in the NFL, too. Yes. What? So, yeah, with the Packers. Mm -hmm. It helps when I look at the bio yeah. beforehand. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I do a little prep for this. I just don't fly go. by the seat of my pants. But was it similar for you? Yes. With having an athletic yeah. family? Yeah, my mom's 
from a family of eight, and they're all very athletic, and then all my cousins are athletic too, which I was very fortunate to be around just always playing with some type of sport. And, um, yeah. So I said this, uh, Kelsey Carrington is with us, uh, Audra Oliver, who is new to, to OU after transferring in from Cincinnati. So I guess, Kelsey, this is a question more geared towards you. This looks different. Like, aesthetically, this team looks different. And it might just be because it's a new year. I don't know. But I don't know. It's, it seems longer. It seems more athletic. Is this fair? Am I? Is this a mind trick? Is this an optical illusion? Or does it feel and seem and look different to you? Yeah, it for sure feels different. We did a lot of work this off season, just changing the culture, working. Um, we read a book and worked on, like, changing our mindsets and all of that, which obviously – plays straight to the court and that outcome has been great so far so we're just going to keep on working for it and rolling with it um audra what do you for you you you've been to the tournament you've been to the yeah. big dance yeah what was it like then to step into this locker room with a team that you know it hasn't, hasn't been there consistently like they want to be right um i think one of the main things that Lindsay had told me when i was being recruited was like she wants to go and and i've been there i know the grind i know the sacrifices that you have to make to get there and i tried to you know kind of put that on the team like i know i'm new but i've been through this a lot and i know what we have to do in order to get there and this is what we got to do um just trying to keep it you know keep it good like fresh we're always on point having a good practice consistently and even if it's not the best practice we're doing what we can to get better preparing for the next team always going back to the basics like it takes a lot and it takes a lot of sacrifice and i think this team has been really great with making sacrifices on what we have to let go of in order to be winners and go far in the tournament um for you obviously kelsey you've been here for a couple seasons going into year three yes as as a sooner Mm -hmm. What have you seen this kind of change from an attitude perspective? Because this is now everyone that's on this roster was either recruited or brought here by Lindsey Gray Walton. It's the mm-hmm. first year where it's, it's all, you know, kind of a Walton team. What have you seen? What's kind of changed for you? Yeah, like I said, we worked a lot on the culture this off season and um, just kind of changing. Like we are all the Waltons recruits now. So right. we can be ourselves, be who we want to be, and we all have – strive or we're all striving for that postseason run and um working towards that so it's been great working with the girls and just seeing that we all have a common drive and we can fully express it now and just keep working for it all right so i'm learning i'm getting learned up while i'm out here so um audra take me through what this drill is we're getting ready to do here that i'm keeping you guys out of and i'm sorry no 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 problem <laughs> let's just start there that's not an issue at all uh this looks like from what I'm seeing, uh, mm-hmm. probably some block move stuff okay. working on defense. Um, there's a third box. Okay, so we're probably going to do some blocking on the middle, on the B. I probably should be a better play-by-play guy, too. There are, like, three boxes and now a fourth one that are out here, and they're kind of set up like stages Yeah, is yeah. what we see right underneath the net. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be some type of blocking on a B, blocking on an A. Okay. We're trying to work on um, the pin hitter, so the outside and the middle coming together for the block, trying to, like, get four hands in because, obviously, when you play, there's six people on the court, three in the front row. So we're trying to work on coming together to get a closed block instead of it hitting right through the seam um so we've been doing that a lot lately that's what it's starting to look like <laughs> maybe something a little bit different Lindsay likes to switch it up on us and it's kind of interesting it's like it's not a it, it hasn't been the same thing this whole practice yeah. it seems like it's something different well, all the time every time uh, kelsey individually where did you want to see your biggest gains 
from your sophomore to your junior season? Um, well, last season I was out with myocarditis, so I couldn't really do literally anything. So working on my speed and my reaction time was really big this off season because essentially it kind of all you didn't hardly get went to do away. anything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Are you doing better now? You feel better? Mm-hmm. Was yep. that? I mean, I I know we don't want to get too in the weeds on it, or maybe you don't want to, but what was that process like for you? Um, it was definitely surprising because I played the preseason with it, not wow. knowing, and then found out right before our first conference game, and then. I was out for three months, which was the rest of the season. So, mm. Mm. that's no good. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be I, I, Captain Obvious here, radio. That's not good. But yeah. it seems as if you brought a good attitude with it, and, and you fought through it. The support that you get. I mean, I know this goes just beyond the athletic trainer, but with Andy now, with Dane on the strength side of it, how much has that kind of helped you when you're trying to bounce back from something like that? It's been awesome. Even when I first found out, I was in the coach's office, and they were all giving me hugs because it's, it's scary. It's your heart. Like right. You can't mess around with it. Um, so that was awesome to feel that support. And then throughout the time, like when we go on the road, Andy and I would go for walks and make sure my heart rate didn't get over this amount just so I could still do stuff. And the coaches really, really wanted me to come to every game and be around the girls still, even though there was essentially nothing I could do in terms of moving. Right. Was there was there something you felt? Was there a family history or was it just a um... No, it was from COVID. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So one of the byproducts. Yep. So man, I'm glad you're back. That's yes, that's tough you. to try to about. And we're we're glad you're here, Audrey. Before we let you go, a couple of things. How's Coach Smith doing? She good? Oh, she oh I hear she may be listening. She right now. is listening. Hi mommy. I told you I'd be on here. Um, <laughs> she and my dad are actually on vacation. Really? So they're out in Florida, kinda living it up. They I've been getting a lot of pictures of the beach and all the other things. But she actually she retired from coaching right? and she now works in the K Yao Foundation. So she's you know, her sister has or has had breast cancer, so this was a really big job for her to take up and she's been loving everything you know her coaching career was absolutely fantastic and I'm glad she's at a point to where she could take a break from that and still be involved with the sport of basketball which she's been in love with ever since she was a kid and and then new to Norman have you found your favorite place to hang your favorite restaurant I mean do we need to give you more everyone seems to want to give selections but i'm always curious whenever someone gets here did they find anything they really like yeah so um i've been around alexis shelton the freshman and megan wilson a vet as well we've been really big on kung fu tea it's boba if anyone's ever had that it's like a really interesting mixed drink most of them are non-dairy i'm lactose intolerant so really good for my stomach healthy something that's like a takeaway from caffeine but it still gets you going uh and we also love Kodo Japanese Steakhouse. It's absolutely delicious, and I, I think I go there every time we have an off day. It's one of the best, <laughs> one of the best Japanese places I've ever been to, and I've been all over the world. And let me tell you, Kodo, top five. Really, top five for sure. I don't think I've eaten there. You should go. Oh, it's go. worth really? it. It's worth it. It's worth it. You know, they cook in front of you like the That's hibachi. Right. It's That's so right. awesome. Okay, it's so good. I've learned something today, Audrey. You got great energy, Thank and you're you. awesome on the air, Kelsey. I'm so glad that you're back. Thank uh, you. Congratulations on overcoming, uh, and best of luck. Can't wait to watch you guys this season and the rest of practice. Thank you. Thank you so much. much. Great stuff. Audra Oliver, Kelsey Carrington hanging out with us here on The Plank Show. We'll take a timeout, and we'll come back, uh, talk a little bit more uh, about the football side of things right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into The Plank Show. Josh, we have had uh, six student-athletes on today from the OU volleyball team. There is a picture that is currently being retweeted. You can see the different faces of Plank. 
A couple really good angles of me here, too. One not so good, a couple really good, but it's not about me, Josh. It's the student athletes here. Have we had a bad interview? I don't think so, no. That last one was was pretty good talking about the the folks, too. How good was 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 uh, Audra? I think I said Adra. Audra Oliver. So her mom. I am a huge fan of her mom. She is um, she's a women's basketball coach, and she is she had an and has had an incredible career. And I just she got really done dirty at South Carolina State, and she fought back, and just an incredible story. Incredible person, an incredible family, and I don't know about you, but I could I could go with Samaja Oliver being on this show a little bit more often, right? I mean, she is she is full of energy, she's funky, uh, and she brought it. And then, gosh, Kelsey Carrington's story dealing with the myocarditis, I mean, that's just heartbreaking. Um, in fact, I complete it had completely spaced. I completely forgot about that that she had missed a majority of last season. So Peyton Dunn, Callie Kimaha, Megan Wilson, Savannah Davison, fun day. We're gonna wrap it up with the coach. She's talking to her team right now at about eleven thirty-five or so. Have a uh, why did I just say KJ? We've been talking about KJ starting back up on the show here in a couple of weeks. We're gonna have Lindsey Gray Walton and Kyle Walton come back over to put a wrap on things here in about 20 minutes from now. But my day's been made, man. I got to see Dane. I got to see Andy. Dude, this has been like the this has been like one of the best days ever. Are you ready to do some radio? No. <laughs> they think, yeah, no, dude. I'm just sitting over here. All right, so Josh, since we've been so focused on volleyball. I uh, want to remind you, season tickets, Soonersports.com. They're on sale now. Let me pull up the schedule here real quick just as a reminder of things that are coming up because, let's remember, they've got a they've got a scrimmage coming up this weekend, right? And then after the scrimmage this weekend, I mean, we're left lane hammer down to the start of the 2022 season. Uh, Central Arkansas on Friday, and then they'll host the OU Invitational beginning August 26th with Gonzaga Iowa and Florida International coming to town. That'll be Friday at 7 o'clock, Saturday at 5 p.m., and then Sunday at 1. So that's a week from Friday for the season opener for Oklahoma here on McCaslin Fieldhouse. And it will be uh, on Sooner Vision on ESPN+. Plus. All right, so what have we missed today, Josh? What was on the need-to-talk-about list that we haven't got to before we uh, get Lindsey Gray-Walton and Kyle back in here? Do you make much out of what Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy had to say? I mean, kind of more of the same, right, on Oklahoma and Texas and their decisions or Oklahoma and Texas's decisions to go to the SEC. Kind of just uh, just what we've heard, right? I've thought a lot about it, and I'm not even lying. But I love Mike Gundy. I think that I think he is a chronically underappreciated coach, maybe even at times by his own fan base, and maybe even at times by many of the coaching industry. But also, I mean, I've, I've quote-unquote covered Mike Gundy's coaching career since day one, right? I mean, since, since day one. I've been in the media since day one of him being a coach. And obviously, I've had a few uh, 
I'd spent a few years whenever he took over as the Oklahoma State head coach after Les Miles. And, in fact, I'm still one of those that thought maybe when they hired Miles, they, they should have hired Gundy. With that said, his run is incredible, right? I mean, he's been at Oklahoma State for, I think he's the second longest tenured coach in college football right now. But, Josh, I don't feel like Mike Gundy is the guy that can be giving these lessons whenever no one's name has been attached to other openings more than Mike Gundy has been. I mean, he went, I, I get it what you're talking about. And I feel like the Big 12 has a great future ahead of it. I absolutely do. I think it's strong. But it's only going to be as strong as the next shoe to drop. I, I mean, you're telling me that if Oklahoma State gets a phone call from Greg Sankey and the SEC, they're going to like, no, 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 no. We're, we're here for the strength of the Big 12. I mean, there's a great line that Chris, Chris Rock once had that said a man is only as loyal as his options. And I kind of feel like that's where we are right now. So I don't know if, if anyone, and I, I feel this way. I do Big 12 radio, every well, just about every single day. And I, I kind of feel this way whenever I see people that I work with that are like, gosh, in such a better place in the Pac-12 and getting all kind of cocky about it, Josh, because to me, you're only as loyal as your options. You're telling me that if the, um, let's just say hypothetically, if the ACC came calling to West Virginia, West Virginia might not be on their way out? You're telling me that if the Big Ten called on Kansas or Iowa State, gone. they wouldn't be gone? Gone. Gone, so gone. This whole this whole holier-than-thou attitude, I'm just like, hey, let's let's embrace that there is a future for this. But, I mean, when a coach has been almost gone to about five or six places, I don't really know if that's the dude that's like, oh, let's just, they did it for the money. Well, uh, uh, sure, they did. But it's also, it's about what's best for these athletic programs right now. So, um yeah, I um, I don't know. I, it's not saying anything bad about Mike Gundy. I think he's great, but it's just I don't. It it'd be like getting lessons about doing things the natural way from a Kardashian. It's like I don't I don't really know if that's. Am I am I using analogies that are proper here? I mean, it's it's almost uh, trying to find out the best way to become an Olympic sprinter, and not cheating, courtesy of Ben Johnson. Like I just I, I don't really know if that's the person I need to be getting this speech from, to where you're. You're gone as soon as that call is made, and that's just kind of how I feel. Yeah, it's first of all, you're right. That rock quote, in terms of business, that might be one of the greatest right. business quotes of all time. Yeah, a man is only <laughs> as loyal as his options. And, and that's I will, right. It's um, true. I will amend that as a man or woman is only as loyal oh, thank you. Yes, as right. their options. Anybody, right? It's like as soon as you got a better option on the table, we'll see how loyal really you are. And I don't blame Mike Gundy here. Look, he gets asked a question about Oklahoma and Texas, and this is his thought. Hey, they're leaving the Big 12 to financially secure themselves, and they don't care about the history of their rivalry with us or anybody else in this conference. And, oh, by the way, guess what? They're not the first team to do this because Texas A&M did this in 2012. And, oh, by the way, Nebraska did this, uh, you know, before that too. So what he's saying is not wrong, but it is proceed with caution because guess what? If Oklahoma State has the chance to financially secure themselves for the next 12 to 15, 20 years, and they get an offer – from the Big Ten or the SEC, or guess what? If the Pac-12 or the ACC in the next however, probably not the ACC because guess what? They're locked into that just ridiculous grant of sure. rights over there. But let's just say just the Pac-12. As, as an example. The Pac-12, if they have a TV contract, a grant of rights in place that looks 
sounds better than what the Big 12 ultimately is going to have in place when they get back to the negotiation table, then guess what? Probably Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, whoever. Toss whichever name into the hat that you want. They're probably gone to the Pac-12 or the Big 10 or you name it. I like what Big Bad Wolf had to say on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. If Oklahoma wasn't in the Big 12, how many Big 12 championships would Oklahoma State have? A lot, right? So it's not that they're a bad team. They've actually been really consistent for a long time. And he adds, I'd rather play Oklahoma State over South Carolina, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Missouri, but that's just me. I, I, I don't disagree with you, and I, we're not I, – I don't think – we're not saying anything about Oklahoma State, the program, or Oklahoma State, the team. I just – whenever – by the way, I like – Lindsey Gray Walton is going through a drill right now, and it's awesome to see. Um, but back to this point, Josh, I just – kind of the almost – and it's not even arrogance, but just the the idea that it's not something if the opportunity arose that other teams wouldn't take advantage of. That's what always kind of that's what kind of gets me. Like you act like that if Iowa State was in the same position, they wouldn't have done it, or that if Oklahoma State did. Now I know I hear you OSU fans are yelling at your radio. It's like, well, it's not just that you did it; it's how. No one was given a heads up. But in what situation in conference realignment has anyone been given a heads up? It's just, it's not how it works. And it's funny because it's typical media stuff to where once it happens, it's, well, you know, there had been rumblings about this. No, there have been no rumblings about OU and Texas to the SEC. There have been no rumblings about UCLA and USC to the Big Ten. None. Zip. Zero. Zilch. So, I don't, I, I, I say it, it didn't really affect me and it didn't really stand out because it's been a pretty consistent message but it's just a, i kind of feel like if you're going to be the person that's giving us all loyalty lessons then yeah you've you, you've been loyal but man you've sure shopped around quite a bit whenever it comes to it you've you've sure made it known that you're available out there if necessary but that's just me josh yeah to try and play the leverage game right because guess what it's all business it's all business and Oklahoma and Texas's decisions are all business. The same way that USC and UCLA's decisions are all business. They just happen to have yeah. great leverage. And sure. when you have that leverage, guess what? You're going to use that leverage to your ability. It's a terrific point that you make about Mike Gundy. It would be one thing if he hadn't gone out there and flirted with the University of Tennessee or you name it to – try and get more money out of Oklahoma State, right? He has, which you can't mm -hmm. blame Mike Gundy for that, right? That's business. That's mm -hmm. when you're an yep, attractive absolutely. coaching candidate, you should do that. The same way that Oklahoma and Texas and USC and UCLA, if uh, you're the athletic director sitting in that chair and you've got the understanding that you can get into the Big Ten or the SEC and, oh, by the way, you're probably going to make about double financially <laughs> each year than what you've been making, you'd be – You'd be a terrible athletic director to not make the jump. Um, one other quick note. Have you been keeping tabs on Chiefs camp today? A little bit, yeah. I, I mean, obviously I saw the Miko Hardman news. What's What else is out there? Chris Jones apparently just got hurt. Yeah, but, uh, that's right. Yeah, both of those guys, I guess, are, are dinged up today. Okay. I don't get too caught up in the injury side of things, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster out for a second day. Miko Hardman and Chris Jones gets hurt, uh, and Jarek McKinnon not at practice as well. 
Uh, question, Josh. Is Patrick Mahomes still a practice? Sounds like it, yeah. And hopefully yeah, he's okay. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think Kansas City's going to be okay on that front. All right, it's been a fun day. We'll continue to recap it uh, and preview. Lindsey Gray Walton, who is in the middle of drills right now. I'm, I'm watching her work. She's getting after it now uh, as they are having an open practice here. Pretty good con- contingent of Sooner fans who have made their way in here to take in this uh, open practice and the countdown to next Friday's opener. We'll uh, put a wrap on things coming up here in just a bit with Coach Lindsey Gray and Kyle Walt next, right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back to the show. We're on the road. We're going to wrap things up with Kyle and Lindsey Gray Walton. No, I, I will say, uh, Lindsey Gray Walton was out there competing, so she might she might be in the middle of she might be in the middle of something. She might not have time for us to put a wrap on things, but uh, it, it's fun for me, Josh, because you know this is we did this a year ago, and it was. I, I hope it becomes a tradition. But it's really, it gives you, I want you to come. Can we make this, Pierce, how long does Pierce work for us, Josh? Is there a time period with how long Pierce is with us? Yeah, I think until the end of time he's going to be with end us. End of time. Next year you need to come out here with me because you learn, and it's so fun. You, 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 you learn a lot about these individuals, and that's kind of, you know, the reason behind having Lindsey Gray Walton come on with us. It kind of put a, a postscript on what we learned today. In fact, I <laughs> I feel terrible pulling her away from practice, but we want to sell some tickets, so we're going to do Look, here she comes. All right. <laughs> I feel awful. For one day, I'm watching it's okay, her comp- I think. I, I think for one day it's okay, and she's got some people she needs to say hi to, but it's always fun whenever you have that opportunity to take in a sport that doesn't always get the coverage it deserves, right? Um, volleyball in Norman doesn't get the coverage that it deserves. Volleyball in Oklahoma doesn't get the coverage that it deserves. Is it growing? You bet. Is it a massive growing sport? Absolutely. Uh, Hopefully we can go out, win some matches, and get people excited about it. But I'll tell you one thing. This is a day where where we learn a lot, and it's fun, uh, and it's been an exciting day. Now, again, dude, Kyle's Kyle's got a workout in, man. He's looking good, dude. Out there sweating away. It's been fun to watch, but... Um, Josh, I keep asking if we missed any news or notes today, but there is one thing we didn't miss. There is one thing we missed, and tomorrow um, Tina Floyd's going to join us, but the Oklahoma City Spark named their new head coach, Amber Flores, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not seeing that coming. Yeah, grab, grab a headset. But, yeah, congratulations to Amber Flores for being named the head coach of the OKC Spark. Okay, I, I get a few minutes to wrap here with uh, Coach Lindsey Gray Walton. <laughs> you're, you're competitive out there. I love it. i got to be the most competitive all the time. I love it. So from that perspective, let me get through my notes here so we can go through the players we yeah. talked to. Yeah. Okay, Megan Wilson. She only started playing volleyball when she was 16? It's Yes. The kid was a soccer superstar. We don't tell Mark Carr about that. <laughs> and then she just is a natural athlete and has really good hand-eye foot coordination. It helps her in volleyball. But, yeah, 16. And then three years later, she's the region freshman of the year in the Southwest region. So there um, it is. Okay. Uh, Savannah Davison, what yeah. a personality. Oh, I talk about light up a room. I mean, just an ultimate competitor. She and I. You know, we fire the same, and I think that's why there's one person that can really 
tone us down, and that is Kyle Walton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of personalities, yeah, Audra Oliver was one of the last people we just talked oh, to. Oh, yeah. Coach's kid, you can tell, and kind of how she – we're watching her mm-hmm. hit serves over here. Mm-hmm. Um, what an impressive person to bring into this program. It just, you know, you talk about transformational leader. You don't need four years to leave your mark on a place. And I think what we felt was in the first four hours of her official visit, she's telling our team, hey, hang up and hang out. I want to get to know you guys. I want I want to do something special here. And so she does. She gets it. She's wired not just differently, but she's wired like a fifth year. She's got four months left, and she she's all in. And um, she's allowed some other people to break out of their shells earlier than maybe we thought they would. And, gosh, we love that about them. So, And she's made me gritty. So I uh, not in, like, the gritty. <laughs> the dance, like, right. But, yeah, it's like the dance <laughs> version. She's gotten me to gritty before. So there's that. Um, what a comeback story Kelsey Carrington is. Uh, it, it, it take, it, what role can she play on this team? I mean, it just I think her whole time being recruited has – prepared her obviously for some of the setbacks that she experienced early in her career either be it COVID and the the wildness of that season and then you know her it was her ankle and then it was COVID for her and it just I really I think the stars can align for her this year because from January to now she has not that she hasn't been all in before but just you fight for that kid because you want it to go right for her she does all the right things so it was a year ago tomorrow when we came out here. That's so cool. Isn't that wild? Happy the anniversary. Time yeah, I know, Sports, right? One year. Sports Talk Radio. That's right. And I, I mentioned to Peyton Dunn, mm-hmm. whenever I watched you guys last year, it's like I'm you know, I'm still learning about this sport and I'm still understanding things. This team looks different. I, yep. I, I don't know how to put my finger on it or what, but she talked about the commitment. This And she, I mean, obviously, you grow up. You're a year older. Mm-hmm. They're going from maybe 18 to 19, 19 to 20. But there's an aesthetic difference in this team, and I can't put my finger on it. Is it a – I mean, I want to give all credit to my guy, Dane Summer. In the 100%. Off, but, 100%. But, I mean, even beyond that, it just – it's – I don't know. It just – it seems as if this team's having a blast, and they're just yeah. – they're making plays. 100%. I mean, you look to your left, you look to the right. It's not no longer just about me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the person that I'm playing for and the name on the front. And not that it wasn't before, but it takes time. It really takes time for that culture to layer in and people to really start to not just believe in it, but see it work, right? And mm-hmm. today's generation, I got to see it to believe it, to make sure that this thing works before I'm going to go in <laughs> on it because I don't want to look bad. Um, and I think what we have here is we have a lot of kids that know who they are, know what they, they want, and they understand that at times they're going to have to look bad. At times they're going to have to laugh at themselves. At times we're going to have to fail, but we're going to push ourselves to a different level and different standard that we shouldn't fail often. Right. And any of that. Two more. Two yeah. more. I'll let you get back to practice. Go ahead. No, you're good. There's one person we didn't get to talk to, but every time I look up, mm-hmm. I, I think her head's hitting the ceiling. <laughs> Tell me about Alexis Shelton. Big-time player. Big-time player out of Charlotte. Uh, Big-time competitor. Mom and dad were both athletes at Clemson. So, you know, when it's in the DNA, and she just comes in and, and plays hard every day. You know, she lives relentless pursuits. So, it's she's a high flyer somebody that dane was able to have 90 days with and man what 90 days can do when you come in with a good base and you're athletically gifted as she is so we're expecting big things from her we're expecting big things from the entire freshman class but i think you nailed it it just feels different and we feel that um and so we feel that the next phase of this is a full field house Right, we need if the fans, we need this field house packed because what you see, I want everyone else to come see. And then, 
you know, pushing it forward, the next thing we want to do is grow a booster club and a, a collective that allows us to take global global tours the way women's and men's basketball did. We want to go to Italy in May, and we're fundraising now for that. And so, you know, we just want people to come out and celebrate women's sports and celebrate what OU athletes are doing, but specifically OU women's athletes. You know, fast fact for you, you have 41 national championships. We know that. But since 2017, the women have won six of them. So we're putting in the work, we're putting in the time, and I think it's you know time for everybody to come out and enjoy um, what they're watching because volleyball is a fun sport. That crowd can make all the difference in the world. It is, I and mean, we talk about red zone moments. We talk about fearing a place to go play. Um, this, when I walked in these doors in 2017 on my interview, I knew this could be a place that we could build championship, you know, moments and. It takes a full field house. It takes that. You, know, you can't, those aren't as special if no one's here watching and enjoying it. And I know we have to win early for people to, to kind of buy in on that, but I would I would rally you to take a chance on this team. I don't think you'll be disappointed in, in how we play the game. You're awesome. Thanks Thank for having you. us out, Coach. Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate all the support always. And best to your son. Congratulations. Oh I, had, I didn't get to say that so. earlier. I mean, I could not make it through Beast. And <laughs> I think I've been watching you. I think you could no, make I it could through not. Beast. No, I could not. I think I would call home. I think I would. <laughs> so um, that is just impressive, and thank you to thank him. You. Thank you to, to everybody. So good luck, and uh, let's all stay healthy and have a great fall. Okay? Let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. That's Lindsey Gray-Walt, and we'll take a timeout. We'll come back and put a wrap on it from open practice here with OU Volleyball on the Plank Show. I feel like, Josh, there was something very important that I wanted to get to on the show today that I'm missing out on. Is there anything that happened last night that we had texted, man, we need to talk about, but I haven't. You wanted to talk Mm. about the Oklahoma City spark. I know that, but... We got that in. Yeah, you got that in. I think I think we're good. I, and we're going to have Tina on tomorrow. I, unfortunately, things got away from us on that front today, but it's been a great day. Um, I had sent you a ex- couple of days ago. I, I'm just curious. What do you make of the whole Miles Brennan situation? I know that it's not necessarily topical for Oklahoma, but is that not just a fascinating development in the yeah. world of college athletics? I also think it's going to be, I mean, I don't, we don't cover LSU, obviously. I mean, we're going to cover them a little bit more as we get into SEC country. But I feel like, I feel like Miles Brennan was, was one of those guys that, he was one of those guys that, to be honest with you, I never was really all that impressed with. But everyone was always telling me how great he was and how incredible he's going to be and how he's going to be the starter and how he's going to be this rock star. And, yeah, I know he played a, 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 a couple of seasons where he was okay. You know, he had played in six games in 17 and a couple games in, in 20. But I was never, like, floored with him. So, to me... I think if you're a company and you're dumb enough to invest in Miles Brennan, then that's a you problem. And I think the rules are set up to where, I mean, 
bottom line, more than anything else, they're not going to be able to recoup any of that NIL money that he made because of how the rules are set up. So, I don't know. I mean, unless I'm missing something here, Josh, he's going to go down as one of the one of the all-time great what we thought he was going to be and never materialized even into a a minimal percentile of what he could have been. And I just think that probably the Miles Brennan case takes us one step a little bit closer to, hey, there's still going to be quarterbacks here and there that get a big-name image and likeness deal in Texas A&M until there's policing. And I, I use Texas A&M because they've, sort of become the popular national case for, yeah, they're, they're going to buy a roster, right? But I just think this right. takes us one step closer to how many brands are truly going to sign on for a player that we've not seen be super successful at the collegiate level. I just think it takes us further away from that being the norm in college athletics, which I had told you way back when, I just think that maybe there's going to be a little bit of a goal rush to begin with, and then we see that slowly fade away a little bit to where how many brands are going to want to be tied to a player, Plank, that right. we just haven't seen production for yet. I mean, I just think that's such a slippery slope where you start tossing a bunch of cash a player's way that has not produced. It does challenge you. It does challenge you to not get caught up in the game of, well, we got to get this guy and we got to do it at all costs because it's just like free agency in the NFL. doesn't always work out. It's just like the ridiculous contracts that used to get paid to draft picks. That's why I, just, I don't like it in the recruiting game, uh, Josh. I just don't. It. I, I, I get it. It's, it's nice to be able to tell a guy when they come here they can make this amount of money and, and these are the d- deals that are out there, but – not, and, and again, I mean, obviously, Miles Brennan's been in college long enough that NIL wasn't even thought of whenever he came in college. But just an interesting situation of a dude that tapped out. Oh, I know what. I, okay, I've got something for you tomorrow. Quarterback rankings in the Big 12. We did it yesterday on Big 12 today, and it quite uh, caused quite the controversy. And I can't wait to lay it out for you tomorrow. Y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Thanks to OU Volleyball, man. Get season tickets now at Soonersports.com. Uh, for Josh, for Pierce, I'm Plank. We'll see you at Cavens tomorrow on the Home Sooner Fans.